If we haven't met before, my name is Ashley, and I'm one of the pastors here. And Pastor Nate is out of town this week, but I have the privilege and the honor of introducing our speaker to you. And she is an awesome leader of hope. She's part of our Women of Hope team. You may have heard her speak at Bloom this past year. She's also one of our teachers at our school, Hope Christian Academy, and she's one of our Legends team leaders. And Legends is two to four-year-olds. Basically what I'm saying is she loves to teach everybody about Jesus, whether little kids, big kids, adults, women, men. She loves seeing people connect with Jesus. Please stand to your feet right now and help me welcome Michelle Mori to the stage. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Hope Church. I am so honored to be here with you this morning. There is no place I would rather be than here at Hope. Come on. Who is loving this Connect the Dot series? Come on. This series is helping us to level up our relationships. And if you missed any of the first three weeks, I want to encourage you, go back and check them out online. Week one, Pastor Nate talked to us about empathy learning how to step into other people's shoes. And then the following week, he talked about unity and how we need each other. And then last week, Pastor Ashley taught us how to build bridges of trust. Come on, can we give it up for our amazing pastors? They're so amazing. I love their heart for people. I love every week we get relevant and impactful teaching. I love what we get to be a part of here at Hope. It's so awesome. Well, today we're going to tackle another important aspect of relationships, and that's forgiveness. God said it is not good for us to be alone. He made us for connection. We need each other. He wants us partnering with each other in life. And as we do this, you may have noticed, as I have, that it doesn't always go perfectly. Sometimes it doesn't go smoothly, right? Sometimes our dots they bump into each other. Anybody else notice that? (laughs) Well, we had a funny thing happen at our house a little bit ago where this happened. So my husband, he was standing between our kitchen table and our kitchen counter, and one of my daughters just wanted to scooch by her dad to grab something from the fridge. Now, there should have been enough space for her to do this, but she misjudged. Ever misjudged the amount of space you had? (laughs) So she misjudged, and she accidentally bumped into her dad. Now, her dad is usually very accommodating, but this night, not so accommodating. And he was like, ahem, you bumped into me. And the rest of the family, like, we lost it. Because think about it. You're living with other humans, right? We're going to bump into each other, right? It's kind of ridiculous to think you can live with other people and do life with other people and not get bumped into. And now it's just a big family joke, right? But how often are we surprised when someone else's dot bumps into ours? Like how many times does it actually catch us off guard? Like maybe we're talking to somebody, it seems to be going well, and then all of a sudden, it's not going well. And we're like, ahem, you bumped into me. Right? Or maybe we had some expectations for people and they didn't meet them. And that's our response. You bumped into me. But we're human. It's going to happen. There are going to be times when we bump into each other. And there's a story in the Bible about a couple of guys who bumped into each other. So the first guy, he was a guy who owed a huge amount of money. In today's terms, it'd be like $10 million, like huge debt. 
And his income was really little. He only made about $60 a year. So if he was going to actually try to pay off this huge debt, it would take him something like 200,000 years. Like, it's literally going to be impossible. He's never going to be able to pay off this debt. But he has a really kind and generous master who chose to forgive him this huge, unpayable debt. And then there's this other guy. And he owed just $10. Just ten tiny little dollars. And this first guy, even though he'd been forgiven this huge debt, he went after that man for the $10. He's like, dude, you bumped into me, you owe me, and he demanded that that guy pay up. And what ends up happening in this story is that because of the first man's unforgiveness, he actually lands himself in prison. And he gets thrown into this prison not because he asked the man to pay back some money that was owed to him, but because he was unwilling to give away the forgiveness that he had received. And this story shows us how important forgiveness is for us. If we don't forgive, then we end up in a prison of our own making. We're the ones who do it. It hurts us. If we don't forgive, you're the one. If you don't forgive, you're the one who ends up locked up, not the other person. And no one's throwing you in there. You're literally like, oop, thank you. Walk right in there myself, close the door. Like we're imprisoning ourselves. And you know, we don't always realize it because looks like we're walking around free on the outside, but internally we're locked up in bitterness and resentment. If you're holding on to unforgiveness, you're the one that it hurts. You know, most of the time, if if we haven't forgiven someone, they don't even know it. Like, they're walking around, they're fine. They're enjoying life. They're having a great time. You're the one who's struggling. You're the one who's hurting. And you're the one who ends up in prison. Unforgiveness hurts you. It hurts you. So the first thing I want us to realize this morning about forgiveness is that forgiveness is for you. It's for you. And that's point number one today. Forgiveness is for you. Everyone say, it's for me. It's for me. Come on, forgiveness is something that helps your life. It's what unlocks those prison doors. Forgiveness isn't just something that we give to somebody else. It's actually a gift that we give to ourselves. You know, often when we think about forgiveness, we're thinking about what we're giving right? We're thinking about that other person and like, what? Like, you get to go off free? And sometimes it's like, that's not fair. Like, they did something wrong. How come I'm the one that's ending up with the short end of the stick, right? But the Bible teaches us that our God, he always leads us into triumph. He will always lead us into freedom. He's always going to lead us into life. Come on. So what that means is if he's calling us to forgive, then that means forgiving It's going to lead us into a winning life. It's going to lead us into an overcoming life. It's so good for us. When God calls us to forgive, he's inviting us into freedom. And this morning, we're going to look at how that works. So let's just picture something's happened. A hurt happens. Okay, when that happens, a debt has been incurred. And in that moment, we have a choice. We can either harbor that hurt, we can hold on to it, or we can choose to release it. 
So maybe you were talking to your spouse and it's not going well. And suddenly hurtful words are being said. There's a hurt. We're either going to hold on to it or we're going to release it. Or maybe at work, you were unjustly passed over for a promotion that you really deserved. We can either hold that or release it. Or maybe a friend lets you down, or maybe you let yourself down. We have two choices. We can hold on to those hurts, or we can release them. We can either choose to handle them in a way that's going to help us, or in a way that's going to hurt us and hold us back. So let's just say we're having a great day, and we're like, okay, you hurt me. I'm going to choose to release that hurt. What happens? The outcome is you're free, right? You're free to move forward. You're free to heal. You're free to connect again, right? You're free. That's what happens when we choose to release it. Now let's look at what happens if we don't release it. Instead, we start rehearsing it. Ooh, we start going over and over again about what happened to us and how it wasn't fair. And we tell our friends about it and we post about it, right? Because we want everybody to know, right? And we start justifying our anger to anybody who's going to listen to us. And you know, at first, you might not notice anything. But in time, something starts to shift in our hearts. That hurt, if we leave it in there and we hold on to it, it starts to turn into anger. And that anger, if it's left unchecked, turns into bitterness. And that bitterness starts to take root in our heart, and then it will bear bitter fruit in your life. Not the life of the person who wronged you. It's going to bear bitter fruit in your life. And you know, it happens really slowly. But over time, all of a sudden you realize, I'm no longer free. I'm now a prisoner of that pain. Like that resentment that I'm holding onto, it's actually holding me captive. And that bitterness that I let be in my heart, it's now controlling every part of my life. Like not, it's not just this issue anymore. It's now everybody I talk to. Like it's affecting everything. And Proverbs 4.23 instructs us to keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. And that word keep means to watch over, to guard, to defend, and to free. Come on. My heart is my responsibility. And your heart is your responsibility. Okay? We're charged with the job of watching over our own hearts to guard it against those things that are going to harm it, to watch over it diligently in order to keep it free, okay? And I protect my heart not by building a wall around it, like we talked about last week, but by tending to those issues that come at my heart right away. So maybe you're wondering, well, how do I even know what's going on in my heart? <laughs> well, Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. One way we can find out what's going on in our heart is to pay attention to what's coming out of our mouths. What's in here comes out here. Okay, so if you're not sure what's in your heart, pay attention to what's coming out of your mouth. Is it criticism? Is it anger? Is it resentment or bitterness? If it is, you're like, ooh, 
I got something I need to deal with. I have something I haven't released, right? It's a signal that there's something going on in our hearts that we've at one time or another let a hurt take up residence in our hearts. And when we see that, that's when we know, ooh, I've held on to something instead of letting it go. And we know there's some heart work to do and we can get to work dealing with that heart work, right? So when it's coming in there, we're gonna let it go and do that heart work, right, production? Come on. Yeah, forgiveness is not about keeping score. It's actually about losing count, okay? It's not about adding up all of those offenses that have happened against us. It's, not, it's about not even keeping track. We're not even keeping track. 1 Corinthians 13 says, love keeps no record of wrong. It's not even keeping track. So when we're wrong, this is love's response. I'm not going to keep that. I'm not going to even hold on to that. I'm not going to hold it against you. You know what? You don't actually owe me anything. Nothing. Now, I went to school for accounting, so I'm actually really good at keeping records and ledgers and doing all of that tallying stuff. Like, I love when everything balances out, and that's really good you know, when you're doing your budget or doing money management, but it is a lousy way to manage our relationships. Love keeps no record of wrong. It doesn't keep tallies against people. It doesn't keep score. It doesn't send out invoices to people about what's owed to them. It doesn't do it. You know, one time Peter came to Jesus asking him, how many times do I have to forgive my brother before I can start keeping track? So Jewish tradition said you needed to forgive people three times. So Peter's like, oh, I'm feeling super generous today. I'm going to take that three. I'm going to double it and add one. And Jesus is going to be so impressed with me. Oh, my goodness. So he comes up to Jesus, and he's like, Jesus, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Seven times? And Jesus is like, nope, 70 times seven. That's 490 times. You didn't do the math real quick in your head. 490 times. And I actually did the math. That's forgiving someone every three minutes for an entire 24-hour period. Like, that's crazy. And I'm sure when Peter heard that number, he's like, oh, I was feeling really generous with seven, but like 490? That's a lot. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Jesus? And I love how Jesus always challenges our perspectives. Don't you love that about him? He always enlarges our thinking. And in this moment, he wants to enlarge Peter's thinking about forgiveness. Because really what Jesus is saying is, don't put a number on it, Peter. Don't keep score. Love doesn't keep track okay? It releases. Forgive as many times as you have to. Forgive as many times as is necessary. You know, Jesus is about to forgive all the sins of all the people for all time. Why? Because love doesn't keep score. It doesn't do it. And if we're keeping track of every penny that's owed us, every debt that's been incurred against us, if we're just like nasty tax collectors or, or bill collectors and we're constantly calling people up and be like, mm, you owe me, you know, you did this last time or you did this this many times, like if we're doing that, then we're going to end up in a prison of our own. Like we're going to land ourselves in prison. 
a prison that we put ourselves in. So don't keep score. Forgive and release it. Come on. And by releasing them, you're actually releasing yourself. Okay? When you release them, you actually release yourself. And by not forgiving, what ends up happening is you carry that pain and that hurt into the next relationship and the next relationship and the next relationship. Or you take that hurt and that offense into the next situation and the next one. Come on. It isn't worth it. We want to let it go. You know, maybe you've been trying to reach out and you've, you've been trying to connect with people, but you feel like there's something blocking you. You know, maybe you've had these hurts and offenses and you've built a wall to protect yourself like Pastor Ashley talked about last week. Well, forgiveness is what's going to help you to begin to tear that wall down and start to let people in. Maybe the reason that you're having difficulty connecting is because you got baggage in the way. I mean, just imagine holding on to every single hurt. Like, I have bags around me, surrounding me, and I, I can't get to people. Forgiveness is going to help you release that. It's releasing that other person, releasing that hurt, releasing that fence, let it, offense, letting go of all of that emotional baggage. And until we let go of the past, we can't grab a hold of the future. So let go so you can grab hold of all that God has for you. Come on, let it go. And you know, forgiveness isn't just good for the health of our hearts. It's actually good for the health of our bodies too. I had a season in my life where I was struggling with some stomach pain. It was really, really painful, and I actually was convinced I had an ulcer. And so I kept going to the doctors again and again and again, hoping that he could figure out what was going on in my stomach. And they kept doing test after test after test until I'd spent over $1,000 in testing only to have them come back and be like, yeah, you're great. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then one day in worship, God brought to mind a person that I had not forgiven. He brought to mind a situation where I had held on to a hurt. And I realized in that moment that my own unforgiveness was causing me pain in my physical body. It was actually a response to the bitterness that I had in my heart. And that's when I realized, if I didn't forgive this person, I was going to keep on hurting. It was hurting me. That pain that was manifesting in my stomach, it was actually a sign of pain I had in my heart. And you know, my stomach issues didn't resolve until I resolved the heart issue I had, and I forgave that person. Proverbs 14.30 says, a heart that has peace is life to the body. But wrong desires are like the wasting away of the bones. The places where you're not at peace in your heart are actually hurting you. Not because it's a punishment from God. He only does wonderful things. But because it's a natural consequence of something that you haven't released at all, or maybe you haven't released it completely. All of our parts are connected. So when we have heart issues, it can show up as pain in our body. And that's why God doesn't like unforgiveness. That's why he doesn't like bitterness, because it hurts us. 
He wants you to release it so that you can be free and not be sick all the time. He doesn't want you sick all the time. That's not the life he has for you. He didn't create you to be in pain, right? He didn't create you to live like that. He has so much more for you. And that's why he wants us to release it. So let me be a friend to you today. And maybe I'll even save you some money. Who knows? (laughs) I want to encourage you. Deal with your heart issues. Don't let them linger. Don't let them take up residence in your heart. It just wreaks havoc everywhere, everywhere in our life. And Jesus, he's our great physician, and he knows what's going to bring health and healing to our hearts, and that's forgiveness. Forgiveness is for you. Come on. And maybe you're thinking right now, okay, I hear you, Michelle. Like, that's fine when, you know, someone's just, you know, kind of mean to me. But you don't know what this person has done to me. And you know what? You're right. I don't know. I don't know what they did. But I do recognize that some of us in this room have been wronged in unimaginable ways. I know that some of us have been abused by people we should have been able to trust. There are some of us who have been betrayed by people who promised to love us. And some of us have suffered injustices that no person should ever have to suffer. And I want you to know that I am so sorry that that person hurt you. I'm so sorry for the destruction that that betrayal brought into your life. I'm so sorry for the innocence that was stolen from you. That pain, it's deep and it's real. And what I want you to understand is that unless you forgive, you're going to be connected to your abuser for life. And that is not the connection that we want to have. Come on. I'm not asking you to excuse what they did. I'm not asking you to condone what they did. I'm not even asking you to trust them again or reconcile with them. I'm only asking you to release them so that you can be free. Come on. You didn't have a choice over what happened to you. Someone else made a choice. Someone else came in and hurt you. And someone else came in and stole something from you. You didn't make that decision. But in this moment, right now, you do have a choice. Come on. You have a choice of whether you're going to stay tied to that person, whether you're going to stay tied to that pain. Okay? You can choose today to not allow them to rob you of another moment of your life. Come on. You have a choice to step out of that prison, to step out of that prison of pain, to step out of that prison of resentment and bitterness. You have a choice to step out of the prison and be set free. Today's the day that you can say, enough is enough, right? You're not going to have one more minute of my life, right? You can decide that that betrayal, that that injustice, it's not going to rob you of what God has for you. Come on, you can say, I will not let it stand in the way of me having healthy connections in my life. I will not let it rob me of my current relationships or my future relationships. Come on, I'm not going to let it rob me of a legacy that I want to leave for my children. 
I'm not going to let it rob me of the beautiful future that I know God has promised me. And I'm not going to live imprisoned when freedom is my portion. Come on. Today, I want to encourage you to choose to take a step for yourself. Take a step for your kids. Take a step for your future. And take a step for your freedom. And you know what? I I think what we all really want is to not hurt. We all really want to be whole and to be free. And the only way possible to do that is to take this first step and forgive. Point number two today is forgiveness won't change the past, but it will free your future. Come on. It's not going to change the past, but it will free your future. It's not going to change what happened to you. It's not going to erase it. But you know what? It is going to change what your future days look like. It is going to change what your future days hold. Come on. God's marked out this path for us, and it leads to freedom. Where we're free from pain, where we're free from that hurt, when we're free from all of that emotional baggage, right? He's shown us the path that's going to bring us into this bright future he has for us, a hope-filled future, a future that's full of healthy connections, and it is the path of forgiveness. So how do we walk this path? Well, Colossians 3.13 says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Another translation says, forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. Tell the person next to you, do it quickly. Now look at the other person and say, do it completely. So first, we're going to forgive quickly. We're going to start walking down that path right away. We're going to start walking down that path of forgiveness as soon as something happens, right? We're going to be like Nike. We're going to just do it. We're not going to wait a couple of days. We're not going to wait until we feel like it. We're going to do it quickly. And you know, it might feel hard, but it's okay. It's okay. We can ask God to help us. Okay, he's so good. He's so faithful. He knows how hard it is. And he'll be right there to help us take that first step. Another thing that we can do is start to pray for the person that's hurt us. We can start asking God to bless them and to help them. And you know, you might start out being like, oh God, please bless that person. Like you might do it through clenched teeth at first. Again, that's okay. But keep doing it. You're going to find that as you do that, your heart's going to soften and your heart's going to start to change towards that person. And you're going to start really meaning it when you're praying those prayers. It does something in you. Another thing you can do is you can start to serve. You can serve that person. You can do something kind for them. Luke 6, 28 says, Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. So if it's someone that you have relationship with, you can choose to serve them. You can look for something kind that you can do for them. So years ago, uh, when I was working at this one place, there was a woman who was often really upset with me. I don't know if I parked in her parking spot one day and didn't know it. I don't know, but it was really tense between us. Like she'd call me up all the time and yell at me for all sorts of things. Like it was, it was kind of stressful. <laughs> and one day an opportunity came up to do something really kind for her. So her mom was sick and we were taking up a collection in the office 
to help with her mom's medical bills. So I went home that night and I asked my husband, I'm like, can we do something really big? Like, it's going to help my heart to know that I have loved on this woman, that I am so for her. And it was going to be anonymous. Like, she wasn't going to have any clue that I did this. But I knew. And it was going to help my heart. And so we did. And interestingly enough, after this happened, our relationship shifted. She started calling me up and being like, hey, you want to go for lunch? I'm like, me? You want to go to lunch with me? Okay. Like, she started asking how my day was. And like, by the time I was done working there, we actually had a really good relationship. And it all started from this one act of kindness. It shifted something in me. Now, I know that might not always be the case. Like, you might step out and do something kind for someone, and they might still be mean. But it might not shift the relationship like it did in my situation, but I promise you, it will shift something in your heart. Okay, so be kind to someone. Look for those opportunities to serve them. And then I also want to say, if it's somebody who's truly an enemy, like it's somebody who's really out to harm you, like, you don't have to bake them cookies or go visit them. Like, come on, let's use wisdom here. Like, you don't have to relate to them or be friends with them. You don't have to trust them. But praying for them, it's going to help your heart. I promise you. At the very least, it's going to help and heal your heart. And who knows? It could help them. It could shift something for them. And the quicker we choose to do this, the quicker we start down this path to forgiveness, the better. Okay, we all know what happens if we leave wounds unattended, right? They get nasty. They get infected. So we go after those things really quickly. If we get a wound on us, we get that antibiotic cream on it. We get it cleaned out really quickly so that it doesn't get infected. Okay, we do it quickly. And we want to do the same thing with hurts in our hearts. We want to tend to them quickly because the faster we begin the forgiveness process, the better it's going to be. So First thing, forgive quickly. Everybody say quickly. Second, we're going to do it completely. Okay, we're going to do it as many times as you need to until you're healed. Okay, so you're going to do it until you can think about that person and not be angry. You're going to do it until you can touch that spot and it doesn't bring you pain anymore okay? We're not talking about just do it at once and we're done. Like, we're going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it until that spot is completely healed, okay? We might still have a scar there, but it's not going to bring us pain. It's going to be healed, okay? So we're going to do it quickly. Everybody say quickly. And we're going to do it completely. Everybody say completely. And above all of these things, our greatest chance at success, at forgiving, is experiencing it ourselves first. Forgiveness is giving others what God gave you. And that's our final point today. Forgiveness is giving others what God gave you. You know, we can't give away what we don't own, right? If you don't have it, you can't give it. You can't ask me for a million dollars. Well, you can ask me, but I can't give it to you because I don't have it, <laughs> right? And I can't ask you to give me something that you don't have. Without receiving forgiveness first, you can't give it away. The servant at the beginning, he had received forgiveness. So he had it to give away. The master expected him to forgive because he had been forgiven. And God calls us to forgive 
because he's forgiven us first. Okay, we're the ones, we're the ones who had the unpayable debt. We were the ones who were facing a lifetime of imprisonment until Jesus stepped in. And Jesus chose to forgive our unpayable debt. You know, he didn't just cancel our debt. He actually became the payment for it. And he didn't do it grudgingly. He did it joyfully. He did it willingly so that we could go free. He came so that we could live a life of freedom. And our part is simply to believe it and receive it. And receiving that forgiveness will actually empower us to extend it to others. You know, maybe there's places in your life where you feel like, I don't know if I could ever come back from that thing that I did or that decision that I made. Maybe you're thinking, I could never forgive myself. So how could Jesus ever forgive me? I want you to know that he already forgave it before any of it happened. He knew from the beginning what would happen. He still chose to forgive us because he loves us. Come on. He's not intimidated by anything in your life. Forgiveness is for you. Don't exclude yourself today. It's for you. He has it for you. He loves you so much, and he wants to see you living free. It's why he came. It's why he died, to purchase your freedom. He believes you're worth it. You're, you're worth it. Jesus came, and he stepped into our shoes, and he experienced what it was like to be human. He knows what it's like to have people bump into you. <laughs> he knows what it's like to live among imperfect people who wound you. He knows what betrayal feels like. He knows what hurt feels like. He knows what it's like to be violated. He knows what abandonment feels like. He's felt all of your pain and he chose to forgive. Hanging on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them. He's not detached from our feelings of bitterness or anger or resentment. He's felt all of it and he chose forgiveness. And now he wants to empower you to do the same. He's only asking us to do for others what he was willing to do for us. He stepped into our shoes and he walked that path of forgiveness before us. And today, he's offering that forgiveness to us. He's inviting us into that healing. And then he's going to help us extend it to others. He is so for you. Come on, and he wants to partner with you and help you as you take these steps towards freedom.